You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, Suck Army. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. I am Jared Haven, and uh, Dean Ungler is uh, golfing again, so he's not going to join the podcast this week. But I have a great... I'm, I'm kind of kidding. Uh, but Dean will not be on the podcast this week. He's taking a week off. He's recovering from last week having Kaylin on the podcast. That was uh, very, so traumatic. very emotionally traumatic for Dean. But it worked out pretty well. I thought I gave both of them some pretty softball questions. But I have a very special guest who's currently sitting next to me in uh, her glam room. I guess it's our glam room because it's our apartment. My beautiful, wonderful, emotionally driven, amazing wife, Ashley Iconetti. Hey, Ben, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Hi. I'm a last minute fill in. Yay! You're never a last minute fill in. You're always number one on my list. Always number one. Uh, so welcome to Help I Suck at Dating. This is not your first time on the podcast though, so it's really not that interesting. No. I mean, you guys know that I love to interject whenever I'm walking in and out of the room and I hear Jared say something stupid. Which is pretty consistent, I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, stupid is what stupid does. We have a wonderful podcast coming up, though. Like I said, Ashley would be here the entire time. We're going to be answering your questions that I posed uh, from last night on Instagram. You guys have a, uh, amazing questions like you always do, Suck Army. Thank you so much for submitting those. We'll be answering them on the podcast. We also have a fantastic guest. Lauren Francis will be joining us later. She's, of course, a relationship expert, and we'll school Ashley and I on our relationship, probably. We, of course, have some emails that we're going to answer our favorite part of the podcast but first and foremost ashley how the hell are you jared that's too weird to answer but i but i think we should like 
talk about some funny things that have been going on in our relationship. What do you think is so funny that's going on in our relationship? The fact that you eat apples so loud. Nobody wants to hear about I this. I really think that Nobody most people will understand this. just how annoying it is when your significant other eats something so so loud and obnoxiously. Come on. Well, let me ask you this. In our first few months of dating, me eating an apple, was that annoying to you? Um, I'm sure it would have been less annoying, but it probably still would have been annoying. What's the most annoying thing I do? I really think that eating apples is the most annoying thing you do right now. That's definitely not it. I'm not joking you. And My overall pessimism on, on, on life itself is like not the most annoying thing to you. I feel like you've gotten a little better at that. I've gotten a little better. Yeah, I mean. in the current times. You used to think that you could... Like you used to like not think that like anything was possible. You'd be like, "Oh, that's a pipe dream." I think like you believe things now. I don't think you think. You I mean, I'm, fr- I'm I'm friends yeah. with Rob Thomas. Like now, I've realized anything is possible. <laughs> so yeah, no, no, no. Like you're definitely not as pessimistic as when we first got together. Oh, that's good. I think that you're also you don't get down on yourself as much as you used to. Um, you feel. I feel like you feel more capable, which you know coincides with what we were just saying yeah i guess that's a good thing yeah i guess yeah you're not that moody dark yeah that's anymore. nice what's the most annoying thing you do i know yeah we always focus on the annoying things that you do because there's so many to choose from um i'd yeah, say but you admit to it too you admit to your faults as i feel like i do as well yeah you do you're a little bit more i apologize for them all the time whenever it's happening it's much more difficult for you i feel like to admit your faults than it is mine because i just probably but it's because you're in a good way i think you're more confident in yourself (laughs) where you're more sure about certain things you're doing where like i feel like i just navigate through life unsure of every decision i've ever made it's a yeah. weird way of living, but it, it's gotten me here. So luckily, knock on wood, I've been pretty lucky. The most annoying thing you do. Damn, that's But a you're good right. Question. Like, I am slower to admit when I'm wrong. But you can admit when you're wrong, which is a big feat for a lot of people. Because okay. a lot of people cannot do that. Yeah. Um, Probably the most annoying thing that you do is you'll get mad at me for doing certain things and then you'll do the exact same thing and I'll point out the hypocrisy and then you immediately get defensive and then start getting emotional over it. I'm trying to think of a specific example. I can't think of anything right now, but like <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do something or like, I remember one time, how about this? Okay. I complained. It was, I was complaining about, I forget exactly what it was, but it was very first world problems. It was nothing, but it was just something that I just needed to get off my chest. I knew in in the bigger scheme of life, it was not a big deal. But in the moment, I was just perturbed by it, and I wanted to vent to Ashley because she's my perturbed. wife. Perturbed? And... Wow. Is that I a word? I wish I had a vocabulary. Uh, your vocabulary is uh, f- much more vast than I mine. I don't think so. Oh, I completely. I make words up. You say words incorrectly. I say words incorrectly, and I, I'm pretty sure I make words up. You do not. I think I do. There's a lot of times in conversations I'll say something, but I say it convincingly. <laughs> and I don't think, I think people just don't second guess me because I sound confident when I say it. Even okay. though in my head, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not a word. Um, but like, okay, so anyway, yeah. so I was perturbed by this thing. So I just wanted to vent to you because you're my wife and that's what we do. Yeah, you, you know, I, I, I would never say this. this to anybody else because I know how mini school it is, but it just bothered me. So I just wanted to get off my chest. Yeah. So I just vented to you for a second. Yeah. And oh, then you immediately this. said like, okay, Jared, that's, you said it as if like I was annoying you, even though I, I'm pretty sure I 
introduced the entire topic by saying, Ashley, I know this isn't a big deal, but I just got annoyed by it, so I want to vent about it. Okay. And so I vented about it, and you're like, Jared, that's some, that's ridiculous. Don't be mad about that. And I do you not got, like, think mad at you me. introed it by saying it's not a big deal. You walked in, and you were like, Oh, that's the- exactly how I walked in. No, I'm pretty like a Tyrannosaurus sh- Rex. No, I'm pretty sure you like made it seem like it was an end of the world thing. And then when you were like, "This is an end of the world thing," blah 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 blah, and I was like, "Jared, that's ridiculous." So anyway, fa- <laughs> so I got mad at that because I I told Ashley I just needed to get that off my chest, and she was just not. I that was not the reaction I needed. So anyway, fast forward a couple weeks. I'm I- sorry, I did not. I was not there you for you as a listening ear. You it's do not true. have to apologize no. for it. But fast forward, you did the exact same thing to me where you, I forget what you vented about, yeah. but you, it was the most f- minuscule, small problem, but it just like pissed you off in the moment. So you just needed to get it off your chest and you did. And I remembered when I did the exact same thing to you, I remember what your reaction was. So in my awful brain, I was like, well, I'm going to give her the exact same oh. reaction that she gave me a couple weeks ago. And I know it's going to piss her off. So, of course, I did. And I said, Ashley, why are you so mad at that? And you were like, because I'm just I'm so mad. And then after and then I explained myself. I said, listen, I only said that because this is what you did to me a couple weeks ago. And then you got defensive and you started crying. And then it was fine after that. But yeah, that was the most annoying because I was like, I, I. I feel guilty right now because I made you sad, but I didn't. I was just pointing out your hypocrisy. Okay, I know. I get it. Well, you don't have to. Okay. No, I know. I don't feel like I'm sorry. I fed up. No, 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 no. You didn't F up. Yeah, a little bit. No. I see. I effed up because. No, I should have li- been more understanding in the moment. It, not really. It was a very. To vent. I was just trying to vent. It was a very small thing. You had every right to be like, Jared, get over it quickly. Anyway, that's our little. Uh, uh, but seriously, you guys, like, I know it sounds annoying, but Jared and I get along so well. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> we, sure, we like, we haven't even bickered a lot lately. That's why I advocate everybody <laughs> being friends with someone before they get into a committed relationship. Yeah. Because I firmly believe the reason that we're so happy and we're in a very loving relationship is because we have that foundation of friendship beforehand. So, like, we never get in big arguments because you know how to handle me. I know how to handle you. We we develop this rapport um, that has created such a strong foundation that we built a relationship off. That I, I that's that's the strength of it right there. We didn't build the relationship and then try to build a rapport and a friendship afterwards. We built the friendship and the rapport and then built a relationship on top of that. And I know that we're very unique in that. Mm-hmm. We got very lucky. I got lucky because you throughout the three years of our friendship could have easily been like piss off jared i don't want to talk to you anymore uh luckily you didn't do that thank you babe uh so i don't know yeah, jared's just like an extension of myself i feel like there's nobody else in the house <laughs> that's great do you know what I mean? yeah totally any all right yeah that's good okay well do you have any stupid things to complain about though like like about the apples and jared's been falling asleep uh on the couch at like 8 30 every night like granted there was a time change and then there was another time change for us because we went from east coast to pacific coast so like it's he's like four hours off so i get him falling asleep but like also i like to hang out with him i mean falling asleep at 8 30 on the couch is like peak 
Well, I do love falling asleep on the couch. There's something so relaxing about it, but only when I'm totally ready for bed, teeth brushed, face washed, yeah. all that. If you're not ready for bed, then it sucks. Yeah, but you you fall asleep without getting ready for bed. I know. It sucks because then I get up and He's sometimes so mood- I have- He used to be moodier. Well, I used to be moodier <laughs> because I used to- you've been very good about taking Lois yeah. out like around 10 oh, if yeah. I fall asleep. Before, I'd fall asleep on the couch. I'd wake up. It's like 1130 midnight and I'm like- I gotta take Lois out. I gotta brush my teeth. I have to wash my face, and then I have to get in bed. You don't wash your face before bed. Occasionally, I do. I didn't want to admit fully that, like seven days of the week, I don't wash my face at night. I wash it. I, I take showers every day. All right. So I, I think that if I take a shower every day, I don't need to wash my face at night. Well, I do. Well, I don't wash. I don't take a shower makeup. every day. Yeah, and it's makeup. That's yeah. a big difference, right yeah. there. But you know, your nose pores would say otherwise. Anyway, uh, all right. So. Like we said, uh, we have many questions from you guys that we're going to answer later on in the podcast. We also have an email that we're going to talk about. Uh, But first, we have a very special guest that is coming on the podcast with us. It is relationship expert Lauren Francis. But before we talk to her, we're going to take a very short break. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Of course, Ashley is by my side, as she will be in life. Uh, But we have a very special guest on the podcast right now. She is, of course, a love and relationship expert. She is the author of the best-selling book, Dating, Mating, and Manhandling. 
something you could probably relate to. It is Lauren Francis, ladies and gentlemen. Yay! Yay! Hey. Oh. hey, I'm so happy to be here. So Extra calls you the man whisperer. Tell me why, and can you help my single friends who just seem to go on date after date and have failure after failure? Yes, that is my specialty. So yeah, so I wrote this book. This book was just like completely organic. It was a bunch of field notes that I wrote uh, down for my girlfriends who kept calling me in the middle of the night and annoying me and my boyfriend. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. like, Stop calling me, just here you go. And uh, then I wrote this book. Uh, I wrote it all down and then it got published and now people can read it. But um, yeah, I taught, I teach women how to be what I call proactive in their love life and create self-esteeming relationships. And then I also help men, you know, be more happy inside of their relationships. Well, how, what do you think the number one blunder is for people going on, you know, those first couple of dates? I'd say like one, dates one through three, when you're just kind of feeling out whether you want it to lead to a relationship. Okay. So, well, a lot of people right now are dating online. So I became like an expert in dating in cyberspace. So I have a lot of tips about that if you want to talk about dating apps and all of that, but you know the big the big mistake that most there well there's a mistake that men make, but there's also mistakes that women make, and so I think the mistakes for women, right, for your girlfriends, mm -hmm. so you can give them a homey hookup, is uh, that uh, you know first of all they're going on unqualified dates, so like, I feel like what does that mean unqualified like yeah the men unqualified, or yeah. is it because like they're going on like kind of blind dates. Yeah, they're getting, you know, chronic dating fatigue, yes. right? They're getting, you know, it's like romantic ADD. So if you, the first thing, like if you're dating online, right? Or dating on dating apps, I always tell people to put what they want in their app, in their dating app. So if you want to get married, put it in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you want to create family, put it in there. If you're just looking for a hookup, put it in there. And then people will swipe right. It's like shopping on Amazon or, you know, a giant catalog in the sky, right? So you want to just be clear about what you are, what your romantic intentions are. And then I always suggest talking to men or having men talk to women on the phone first. Because oh, totally. it gets, it just cuts through the crap. Well, it's right? just so, like the amount uh, of times you hear on these dating apps, like guys and girls just talking back and forth. Like if I had a nickel for every time one of Ashley's friends is like this guy, he DMs me all the time mm -hmm. on the dating app, but he never wants to talk to me on the phone call. He never plans dates. It's always just like go back and he forth. He never plans dates. Yeah. So no, you just like cut the, you just like literally, uh, you know, you just say no. Do you think that, you uh, do you think technology has helped or hurt dating? Oh, I think it's like the wild west. I think <laughs> it's a, millions of people at your fingertips, but then there's also millions of people in your, at your fingertips. So learning how to sort and sift through, it's like when you're shopping on Amazon, like, right, what's the best deal? Like, what, we wish we had Google reviews. Like, you know, what are Amazon reviews for? you know, love. But huh. uh, that being said, the biggest mistake women make is that they're, women hate to hear this. The first date really is for men to kind of show off. So I get a lot of complaints that women are saying, oh, all he did was talk about himself. He was so conceited. Has that happened to you? I'm just glad that you're saying that I know it, people can be like interpreting this as sexist, but I do think that the guy should probably like lead the first date and ask the girl more questions about herself. Did I lead the first date? Jared, our first date was not at all like I don't <laughs> even know like what was our first date. What are you talking about? The you, Doom you, Buggy. You, you, the Doom Buggy? Yeah. I feel like I led that. 
I feel like he probably did. Yeah. Yeah. He was driving. Yeah, exactly. He was, was driving. He was literally driving. and uh, metaphorically. No, I feel like metaphorically you are. I was and trying I to was be driving. as chill as possible. No, I know. I was driving the doom buggy. Yeah, I know. Anyway. There you go. So, but on a lot of first dates, a lot of guys will like, you know, kind of show off. They'll peacock. They'll want to kind of just know that you like them. So they'll tell you all the things about themselves that are awesome. Plus they're nervous. They're nervous, but they're also like used car salesmen, right? So they know how many wrecks they've been in. (laughs) How many miles they've had to turn off, you know, roll off the odometer, Uh right? In terms of their age. So I think the thing that most women don't do well is they don't know how to see men and understand that, you know, they're peacocking and that they just need to be complimented. You don't have to date them again. You just need to kind of stroke their feathers and go, oh my God, that's awesome. Tell me more, right? And then it'll turn around. The focus will turn around on you the next time. But usually for the most part on first dates, men are super nervous. Well, and they're like, showing up. I feel like women are nervous too. I think the thing is, men are just w- far more unwilling to admit they're nervous. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, a, you know, for example, me and Ashley, Ashley's way more uh, willing to be transparent about her nerves. We're like, as a guy, I want to make it seem that I'm not scared or nervous, even though inside my heart is beating a million miles per hour. You're like Obviously. just a little, a little jello. Like a duck on the yeah, pond. Do you ever heard that reference? What? A duck on the pond. You know how a duck, a duck on, on the pond. surface of the water is very yeah. calm, exactly. looks still, but exactly. underneath those feet are going a mile a minute. And yeah. a little duckies. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I feel like women misinterpret, you know, when men are kind of showing off, you know, or talking a lot about themselves. And uh, I think they often think that men don't like them or they're really conceited, but I just think men that's how men deal with first date jitters. And I think women often get get really silent and get really annoyed that men aren't asking about them. Mm-hmm. Did you find that was true? So I, yeah, um, I don't honestly have any personal details. I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't remember. But my, I'd say that people enjoy it when the 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 men ask lots of questions. Well, I guess my question, Lauren, is so say like a girl goes on a date with a guy, and the guy's only talking about himself. He's doing exactly what you're describing. He's peacocking. Yeah. He's not asking questions about her. Do you write him off or not? Do you write him off after the first date, or do you give him another shot? Yeah. No, I would actually ask some proactive questions. I would just say, "Oh my God, you're that's fascinating." I would, just, and I would say, I I often. I often feel like the most important thing in relationships are do people want the same things at the same time? Do you have the same relationship goals? But even deeper than that, I really feel like uh, it's important to understand what you already know all about you as a woman. So women often will share a lot about their problems, Mm -hmm. right? Or their negative dating experience. I Mm -hmm. think that's true about men and women. They, They don't get, you know, if you're not happy, it's very hard for people to want to connect. People want to be with people that are happy. Oh, of course. Right. And especially during the pandemic, there's like a lot of complaining that's happening on first dates. Um, I can only imagine about what. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. And the political, the, the political thing right now is so intense. So I feel like, I feel like it's important to just know what it is that you want to create and then see if the person that you're sitting next to is somebody you can see that potential with. So I think a good first date question you know, to ask a dude is to say, you know, so what is it that you're the most passionate about creating? Hmm. Yeah, like, that's a very deep question. What do you care the most about? Yeah. Yeah. And then that just 
drops you in and you're having like a more heartfelt conversation instead of just all like the chatter that normally happens. And the yeah. reason why that's super important is because as a woman, you can't change the thing that a man is the most passionate about. Yeah, that's a good first question or not first first date question. Wait, what do you mean as a, as a woman, you can't change what a man is passionate about? Like, what would you say the most important thing to you is? The Patriots. What is the thing that you want to create more dog. than anything else? What I want to create? Yeah, for yourself. What are you the most passionate about? Oh, Jesus. Uh, that's a great question. I am very passionate about the Patriots, Sorry. specifically Tom Brady. Uh, <laughs> but what no, do I, I mean, want like, to create for truly, myself? That is truly Jared's. Yeah, like what do you feel like your purpose is? Oh, oh God, God. That's what he's still trying to figure out. Yeah, you know, aren't we all just trying to find <laughs> that out? Uh, uh, my purpose. I guess my purpose um, – this is going to sound really stupid, but but I feel like my purpose in life is to uh, uh, God. This is going to sound so stupid. Getting a body boner. I'm getting excited. He's about to say something so meaningful. Uh, well, I was going to say like uh, be like the uh, glue to my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. it's one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm. First of all, I don't even know if that's true. I doubt no, it I is. I think it is. Well, well, not that I'm like the glue of the family, but like one thing that I love more than anything and find that I'm very, very good at is dealing with people, specifically dealing with my family. And yeah. it feels like a lot of times when I go home, I bring the family together because I don't live at home. And so whenever I'm home and I see family, they're like my cousin would be like, oh, God, I haven't seen your sister in like well, since the last the time you were home. And I love that. And it gives me like joy yeah. that that's the case. So. Yeah. I don't know. I guess that's yeah, and so now we're having a really meaningful conversation. Yeah, that's like, true. He, he just opened up his heart, and that's like the most. Like, so what? So what I would say about that is like that's an amazing. That's an amazing thing about you, and that's an easy thing for her to support. Well, what do you think your purpose is? Ash? Oh God, babe, I don't know. Um, I feel like my purpose, like past especially that the past couple of years has been um, making people feel like they're not alone or like just to somebody who's relatable, yep. who's like gone through a lot of the things that they're like currently experiencing or felt weird about in the past. Yeah. Lauren, if you don't know, so we were on Bachelor in Paradise and then Ashley, Ashley got this reputation of being, well, she, she was very open about her virginity uh, being in her late twenties. And then she was also, Beautiful. you know, very emotional, cried all the time, uh, yeah. loved boy bands. Uh, yeah, like, I, remember I, like, you. I like unabashedly, which is that a word? I have no idea. Yes. 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 Okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like embrace all the things that are me and, well, some of, you know, the virginity thing was weird for me to talk about, especially at first, but like whether it's as trivial as boy bands or waiting for the right, you know, situation, um, girls would be like, wow, like that's so cool to see somebody who is embracing that versus like feeling like awkward or like they, that they have to like keep that in the closet. Or shame. You were like, you were really upfront. So... So your mission of, you know, being the glue and holding people together, right? Mm -hmm. That's easy for her to support mm -hmm. oh, because, yeah, cool. and you actually, that, that's like a, that's like a good dovetailing fit 
in terms of relationship. And I would say, Ashley, you're, and she's, I'm assuming she's super supportive of your family. She doesn't give you a hard time if you're on the phone or if you care about them. No, 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 not no, at no, all. No, no, no. I like like There's some like, women that I are like, like that. I like to listen to the conversations. Like the eavesdrop of my Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I was so, going to say family conversations, but you're part of the family. Yeah, I know. Well, we usually are on speakerphone with his parents or my parents, and, yeah. the, and the parents always know that the other is listening in the background. Yeah. Um, all right. To change okay. subjects just for a second, uh, Lauren, give us the landscape of virtual dating right now, because everybody's experiencing it with the pandemic. So what yeah. is what is it to like? What is it like dating in the world today? Okay. I am calling this the golden age of romance you're not the you're not the first person to say that either really well then i'm just like seconding it or thirding it no what i meant is i i think you're right i think people did you see what happened on the bachelor like with you know the last bachelorette claire and dale yeah they found love very quickly i mean so it's like if you've been like sheltering in place and you've been alone like and you're single and you're single you know, there was a lot of cushion around being single where single people didn't really feel single because they had, you know, their uh, girlfriends that they went out with. You had your crew, you went to the bar, you hung out, you were around family and friends. And all of a sudden you've been at home alone quarantining and people are like not seeing their fa- their families for the first time for the holidays. It's like really hard. But my dad got sick. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to see my dad ever again. He's uh. in the park. And he's fine now, but, but so just so, but for people that are single, I feel like navigating the pandemic, navigating the crazy political stuff, you know, all of it has really made people under, and in Cal, I live in California. So we had like these amazing like fires and, Mm -hmm. you know, really like apocalyptic events. It's really made you go, if you're a single person, holy shit. I'm single <laughs> and I am alone in the house and I ran out of toilet paper yeah. and I am a terrible cook and what the f- So I think that it's made people really drop into their hearts and go, wow, I actually need a partner. And, you know, where if dating was like a box of chocolates, like, oh, I'll have a bite out of, you know, I think that the, um, you know, as a dating expert, especially for, um, you know, single women, like the dating culture got real, it was like a bummer, you know, women were just so disposable. We, we wound up being in a really super disposable culture and nobody's disposable really anymore. Okay. So that but makes I, sense. Cause like this pandemic <laughs> must be easing the hookup culture. Mm. Well, there is a hookup culture, a big ho- hookup culture for kids in their twenties. Oh, they're just like, let's go. <laughs> they're just yeah. so bored. There, I mean, there is that that's definitely there. But I think that, you know, people in their late 20s, 30s and above, if people are really like falling madly in love and I have clients, I have clients that, you know, just start dating and then all of a sudden they're living together. Like literally it's so and like what happened with Claire and Dale on The Bachelor, they were like it, they were quarantining and she saw they were like let's go yeah. and that's actually what's happening right now it's really and then also people are um, breaking up <laughs> yeah that's what i heard i heard a lot of people are breaking 
I mean, honestly, it's not, you know, this, this pandemic, as horrible as it is, has, you know, shined a light on a lot of different people and relationships for better and for worse. Probably all for better, just like you said, like if, if you broke up during the pandemic because you spent so much time together, you realized you weren't the right fit. It kind of worked out because at least you found out in a short amount of time rather than three years from now. Yeah. And possibly, you know, having it worse off, whether, you know, you had to get a divorce or, if, you know, there's children involved. Um I don't know. It's a crazy world we're living in right now. It's a crazy world. And the thing that changed, um, you know, the thing that I'm suggesting to my clients is to really kind of update your profile. So if you just used to say, I love zip lining and, you know, going to the Eiffel Tower, you know, you're, you're really not doing that right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting on the couch, everybody knows it, and you're lonely. So, uh, you know, talk about the things that you have mastered during the pandemic. And I feel like really having, um, I suggest everybody gets on the phone for a first date and then does a FaceTime date. Yep, I agree. Afterwards, because you literally are taking your life, if you believe in COVID, uh, which I do, uh, you know. Uh, Same here. Uh, you're taking your life in your hands just making out. Yeah. <laughs> or just taking your mask off and having caught, like the stakes have never been so high. Mm -hmm. So I feel like uh, it's a really good idea to treat first dates as flown dates and then do a FaceTime date and see if they look cute. Like if they look like the look in their picture, if you two look like you look like you, you this is the cutest, you, you two are delicious. Oh, kind of Lauren. Well, thank you so much. That's so nice of you to say oh. you're, you're welcome to come back on the podcast anytime. <laughs> I will. And it's not, I'm not just flattering you. It's just like super cute. You're just like very cute. Oh, anyway. So the, so I would use the zoom, like that FaceTime date, you can get a ring light so you look cute. Yeah, the ring lights are uh, so cute. You know, doing interviews, just like get a ring light and, um, you know, set up a time for it. Just, you can just say, hey, you know, I'm having so much fun talking to you. I think, wow, let's set up a FaceTime date. I completely agree. I think FaceTime dates are great. We should have really invested in ring lights before all this happened. Um, you really don't need one yet. I do. Um, but then, uh, you know, you do the FaceTime date and then you treat it like a first date. So you just like get dressed. Yeah. Hey, well, get you know, it's kind of, well, usually like, have a drink too like do you want to meet for drinks via zoom yeah, yes you could, you could have like a zoom date we talked about on the podcast before yeah. where you can get like listen you don't have to go over the top but like you know it's the one time where you get to like kind of dress up and even if you can't leave your house you have a nice little zoom date and you make like yeah. a martini or yeah. you know whatever you want to do have fun yeah. with it virtual cocktails yeah virtual cocktails i mean you're not driving home you're no. fine <laughs> um <laughs> And also, I agree, update your, your profile. So if it says, I like going to the Eiffel Tower, just change that to, um, I love- Going to the refrigerator. Yeah, I love binge watching Ozark. I actually, this was the funniest thing I started. So when COVID happened, I was like, oh, I gotta help my ladies because I do teleclass, you know, I do a lot of, you know, teleclasses and I've got a podcast, um, uh, dose of vitamin L, but I have a lot of free stuff on my site people can go to and get along with my book my little plug but i started something called the ring and it was like just a, all my ladies who were single during covid and i started coaching them and a lot of them wound up in relationships but one of the first adapters after the lockdown i think it was right in april was meeting she had her first date in a parking lot in front of costco <laughs> 
they literally met and then they did some light shopping together and then they met at another like shop and then i said okay if when you meet in front of a pharmacy i'm gonna know it's serious yeah that sounds like a great day to me i'm not a a little shopping at costco i'll do that he had a costco she had a costco card and he didn't they met at costco that's like caitlin's date with uh chris souls they went went somewhere they went to costco Uh, with jimmy kimmel uh lauren i just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast you were awesome uh we really appreciate it everybody uh listening you can go to laurenfrancis.com uh, for everything she's doing right now. You can check her out on Instagram. Follow her. You are Lauren Francis Love on Instagram. And of course, pick up a copy of her best-selling book, Dating, Mating, and Manhandling. Lauren, is there anything else you want to plug before you go? No, you're just awesome. And I really, I love, I actually I do a lot of interviews and I, I loved listening to your podcast. You've had a lot of my friends on it too. Oh, So I'd love to come back anytime and I wish you all the love uh, that you deserve. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Lauren. The door is always open. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Of course, I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Ashley. Lauren was so sweet. She was the best. Very nice. Make sure you go to laurenfrancis.com. Check out everything she's doing right now. Like we said, we're going to answer some of your questions. Suck, Ami, because you guys are the best. We have Easton and Becky on the line as well, because you know what? We're going to have a little question panel. Why not? When Dean's not here, 
what is it? When the cat's away, the mice will play. Yeah. That's what we're doing today. Uh, so some of your questions are really good. I like this one. What are your thoughts on the right person at the wrong time? So I used to think that was a total excuse. I was like, the right person will want to be with you whenever is now. <laughs> um, but then obviously, Jared is case in point. An example that that does not stick um, you can know the right person and it be the wrong time for them for sure. But I don't think that that is a common thing. What are you looking at me like that for? I don't know where you're going with this. Person. I don't know where I'm going with this either, but do you know what I'm talking about? Because like I'll have friends that'll be like, I think it was just the wrong time for him. And I'll be like, no, that's BS. But with us, it was true. So maybe I don't know anything. Well, Becky, what do you think? Do you think that there's a such thing as the right person, wrong time? Or if it's the wrong time, it's just the wrong person? Um, I wouldn't say like it's just the wrong time and it's the wrong person. I think that there's certain people in your life that are in for certain seasons um and maybe it's just not supposed to happen in the future but um I don't have a personal experience or know any friends that have like eventually gotten back with their person and it worked out it never really worked out in the end and it was really the wrong person yeah <laughs> always the wrong time, so. I feel like there's more stories like that See, than the all, opposite yeah. we're all lost on this one I know maybe Easton Easton I mean, this this kind of thing happened to me too. Uh, like, I, I was friends with my wife for like almost a decade before we started dating. So insane. And uh, we, we <laughs> such a long vetting process. I mean, I know you guys can relate. Uh, yeah, we were one third yours. <laughs> such a long vetting process. <laughs> you know, you got to be really sure. That's what they always say. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I remember like having a crush on Allison, like when we just worked together, and she. She says she felt the same way, and we, but we were both in other relationships. And I, I like to think that it was the right person just at the wrong time. And we, at least on my part, I definitely had a lot of growing up to do before I was able to be the partner that she deserved. And uh, she, she's been fine the whole time, so it's always the right time yeah, for her. Yeah, she was always good. <laughs> you needed to clean your act up. But I think that can happen. I definitely think so. Well, Jared and I, uh, you especially, say that if we got together during Bachelor in Paradise 2, and we were like an official boyfriend and girlfriend, you yeah. don't think that we would have survived th the entire way through. You think know. that we eventually would have gotten back together, but he thinks that we would have had like some sort of we would had We would have had way more rough patches. I agree with that. I think both you and I had a lot of growing up to do in yeah. those few years that we became friends. So it worked out really well, but we just got super lucky because yeah. it doesn't work out for a lot yeah. of people because people move on and life goes on. Yeah, you hear so, so many hard. you hear so many stories about people who were like, "Oh, I rekindled things with like my high school boyfriend decades after." You know? Yeah. All right. Uh, next question comes from our very own Tori. I'm going to call oh her out gosh. on this one. Oh my god. Good old Tori, we miss you. <laughs> she goes, "I'm not joking about this. How much is too much porn. A guy told me he watches almost every night. I think every night. If you're watching porn every night, I think I think that might be a little bit too much. Especially like, well, here's the thing: is the dude single? Is he in a relationship? That's you know, that's a big difference, obviously. I don't know. You answer this question. You don't want to answer this one. You know, <laughs> Easton, why don't you take this one first? <laughs> hey, you know, I mean, it, it's all up to to some. Sometimes. Any porn is too much porn, and sometimes uh, I, I think when it like affects your work and your daily routine, I think that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Like, uh, 
Like, I mean, I'm trying to watch some right now. This damn podcast is in the way. But uh, Yeah, it really affects the <laughs> um, Wi-Fi quality. Yeah, you know, I got to watch it in SD. That's horrible. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know. I personally, every night is, I mean, it seems excessive to me, but. Seems a little uh, excessive. Not going to lie. Becky, I'll, I'll, I'll get you off the hook on this one. You don't have to answer that one. Uh, this comes from Julie. It says, a guy and I are six months in exclusive, but no titles. Should I be worried? Six months exclusivity, but you guys aren't boyfriend and girlfriend? Okay, uh, so being exclusive means you're boyfriend and girlfriend. This guy obviously just doesn't like labels. Yeah, but... Label- I don't like that. Yeah, but maybe he's maybe he's lying. Maybe he's saying that he doesn't want the label because he's actually dating someone else, and he's just saying that he's exclusive to her, even though he wants to, you know, mingle around. I don't know. And that doesn't make any sense no, to me. No, it doesn't make any sense. It goes hand in hand. If you are exclusive, you're a boyfriend and girlfriend. And if you are not exclusive, yeah, but it leaves that not. little loophole. No, it does. That doesn't. tiny yeah. little loophole for him. See, <laughs> Becky so knows what I'm talking I was, about. I was in an exclusive relationship for six months, and but he like would never call me. Well, I would never call him my boyfriend, and he would never call me girlfriend. But he would say like, "You're my girl," or whatever. But it was like that like level of commitment like there was just like that one little extra step to like have that label on it and like he just didn't want that so even though we were still the only people seeing each other i think that was like again his loophole my Um, one of my best friends had this experience and i'm telling you he would say the exact same thing like you're the only girl i care about you're the only girl i'm seeing la la so adamant about that and and yet would not call her girlfriend for I'm telling you like at least a year it was so bad to the point where like they were almost living with each other and he wasn't calling her girlfriend but finally he got over it but I don't remember that there was like a hurdle but he was so uncomfortable just with the title I don't know that's bizarre to me yeah so I have a follow-up question why would that title be uncomfortable to you men yeah no I agree it shouldn't be if you're exclusive then just be boyfriend girlfriend. There's legitimate. There's are. no difference. Yeah, I agree. I love that title. I, I wanted like when I was a dating man, we'd go on one date and I'm like, "Sir, you my girlfriend?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. It's so exciting when you're able to use that word. Yeah, boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. No, I agree. Especially in the early stages when you start yeah. going out and like you hang out with your friends and you're like, "Oh, this is my girlfriend." Yeah. Are you like you're at like family get-togethers and you're like, "Oh, my boyfriend does that," or my boyfriend's coming. Yeah. I mean, it gets old, but it's very nice in the beginning stages. Uh, what was your biggest dream when you guys were kids? That's a question. I like this one. It's not dating, but you know what? It's very cute. Oh, man. I mean, besides being Superman, I'm not sure. I mean, you guys, I used to watch, <clears throat> I loved Backdraft, the movie, and I used to watch Rescue 911, so I wanted to be a firefighter until I was like six. Firefighter Ashley. Yeah. Cute. Wow. It's very cute. You'd be a terrible firefighter. <laughs> Uh, Becky, what about you? What was your childhood dream? Um, my childhood dream was so I, I sing and I've sang my whole life. Like I, my parents always joked I could sing before I could talk. So my dream was, was to be like a superstar, like famous singer. Well, Becky, so. you have a beautiful voice. I heard yeah, you singing on Instagram the other day. You did. Well, you oh, re- no. you, you reposted it on your story. Oh, you guys saw that? Of course, I saw that. I follow yeah. you. Oh. Oh, it was. I was. 
I was taken back. I didn't know you had a voice like that. Did you make it for close friends? And apparently Jared and are now close no. friends. Oh, you know what, Jared? You follow me on Hope I Suck at Dating. So ah, that's why I, I didn't realize Connect the Dogs. That's how I stalked you. You saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. I, I don't think that's a childhood dream. I think that's a that's a that's something you can very much obtain. Thank Easton, you. I want to know what your dream was besides just being <laughs> awesome and growing a mustache. I I wanted to be on the radio. I, I, I love the radio since I was a very little kid. And I wanted to be on the radio, and I'm I work in the radio now, and it's a dream come true. That's so cute. That is I the most that. adorable. Of course, you still have the most adorable uh, answer right. to this question. Um, uh, let's see. What's your best first date? Wait, pause, Jared. What did you want to be? Well, I told you, Superman. Superman. <laughs> uh, My bad. I, uh, I wanted to be honestly as a kid. I wanted to be a cop. Because I grew up watching cop movies, like some of my favorite movies that I watched all the time. Well, two of them were Keanu Reeves movies, Point Break and Speed. God, I, I watched those probably like a hundred times as a kid. Uh, I watched, like I loved SWAT when that first came out with Colin Farrell and Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, I just loved cop movies. And so I wanted to be a cop growing up. Um, and then I became a reality TV star. <laughs> Real close. Uh, so, Ash, what's your best first date? And you, well, obviously, it better should, be me. I mean, should it not be ours? Like, because that's obvious. No, I guess, yeah. Oh no, you don't want to. You don't want to hear about it. Is Probably it, wouldn't want to hear about it. Is it with somebody I don't want to know? Well, like, is it somebody that I like I know of? Um, when I think about that, I guess there was like two that were really, really nice, but like they obviously nothing really ever came of them. Yeah. They're very nothing. Well, what was this it? This is very you, weird. Did you have a boat one? A boat one. A boat? Didn't you go on a boat or something? No. I went on a boat with Jonas Brothers. Well, that's stupid. Um, All right. Well, while you're thinking well, of yours. I, mean, I know mine. Okay. One was with like a friend who like we kissed a few times before and we went to an Orioles game and then to a bar afterward and it was just fun. And then that was like our first, like, that was like a date date, but it was like mm -hmm. the only date we ever went on. Okay. And then, and then the other one was just like somebody that, this is so weird that I got along with well, and we went to a really nice restaurant, and like you could tell that like he like handpicked it, mm -hmm. and like the people knew him there, and it was just a very easy conversation. That's it. That's very weird. What right. about you? Well, hold on, Becky. What's your best first date? I don't know if I have one. Um. <laughs> I mean, Demario's probably listening, so. <laughs> exactly. Poor guy. Um, yeah, I don't really think, like, I have, I mean, I've just had, like, good conversations and good dates, but I don't think there's anything, like, an activity that was, like, wow, this guy really put a lot of thought in it, mm -hmm. and this was fun and cool, but, yeah, I mean, no, the whole weekend with Demario was great. Demario, if you're listening, you're awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> so sorry. Easton, what about you? But you no, can't say my... your wife either. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Yeah, my my wife and I never had like a first date. That's something that we we talk about. But but something else we were talking about the other day is like having an incredible first date with someone and then it like doesn't go anywhere or like or you know what I mean like yeah. like that can happen and uh, it, yeah I, I I mean it wasn't anything crazy but I do remember there was this young lady named Veronica that I dated for like a year and our first date was just one of those nights that you just like never want to end like. You know, you, you go out to dinner and everything's going great. And then you go get coffee. And then mm -hmm. in our case, we went down to the uh, seaside amusement park that I used to mm -hmm. work at and rode some rides. It was just, it was just a great time. And, and 
you know, it was, it was a very nice, very nice night. Um, and then the relationship ended quite poorly, but <laughs> that's okay. Oh, no. Um, yeah, I, my, one of my favorite first dates, uh, besides ours, of course, is I went bowling one time, um, with a girl and that was a lot of fun because I never really went on any sports activity with a girl on a date mm -hmm. before on a first date. And yeah. so that was super fun because she was competitive and good at bowling. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm very competitive and decent at bowling. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah. Uh, and we went to like, you know, some cool bowling place that's like, you know, has like club at not club atmosphere, but it's music playing and dim lighting and there's like the neon lights everywhere. So that was fun. Yeah. And then the other one I went I went on a date first date one time with a girl that it went really well. And we it was like similar to you, Easton. Actually you saying it reminded me of it. Where we stayed up to like four or five in the morning just like talking and then you're like, holy sh it's five in the morning, the sun's coming up. So that was a great first date as well, but nothing ever compares <laughs> to our weird, first date. But I do agree with like it being like kind of something that you wouldn't normally do. Like when we did go to the Orioles game, it was like Camden Yards, it was a summer night. Yeah. It's like a cool feel. And it's like he had friends that like always gathered around this one bar before, like in the stadium before the game started. And you could just tell he was like proud to show me off <laughs> to them, which was nice. It was cool. And that's the end of this weird conversation. Yeah. <laughs> So there's this question. I, I want to ask that one. Um, should you know? I don't know that. I don't know. I like maybe a ballpark. You may be supposed to know like a ballpark. The question is, should you know the number of sexual partners uh, you, you, your partner has had? And I, I'd say maybe like a ballpark figure. You I'd say know. a ballpark figure. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, like. To Becky, yeah. I think it might be worse if you know the exact number and you're like, oh, yeah, 37 or whatever it is. Then you're like, oh, what? Are you keeping count? So I have learned not to share my number, but then also not to ask people's number because this one guy scared me with how big his number was. Um, and I, and I was, was like, no, number? I just want, I just want to know. It was, it was like, it was a couple years ago, so I'm sure it's increased now, but it was 172. 172? <laughs> yes. He kept... And I thought, and I, I laughed because I was like, you're joking. And he's like. So sp specific, so, so precise. Yeah. And I was like, you really keep track. Do you have them written down? Like, yeah. Does he have like a whiteboard in his bedroom? Like, huh? I had a kiss <laughs> list. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> but like my kiss list was only 22, I think. So, like, that wasn't, like, it was a kiss list that was 22, so it's pretty cute and innocent. Yeah, I mean, that's very adorable. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that's adorable. I agree with Easton, though. Kind of, like, you guys ever see, I forget which American Pie it is, but they're, like, any guy that tells you his number, divide it by three, and that's the actual number of people he slept <laughs> with. And with girls, whatever number they tell you, multiply it by three, and that's the actual number of wow. people they slept with. Well, that's what's interesting, because your best girlfriend told me a number for Jared that was far different, like, uh, one-third the amount than the one that he told me on our honeymoon. How the hell would she know? <laughs> I don't know. She she literally thought, I mean, should I put out numbers here? She no, like no, no, no numbers. No numbers. Yes, yes. No numbers. Uh, Specific maybe. numbers. No, no okay, numbers. Fine, fine, this is getting fine. That's it this week, ladies and gentlemen, for, for help I suck at dating. No specific. That's so weird. She told you a number. She has no idea. Oh, well, she made it seem like she had a very good idea and that it was like 
Uh, whatever. Well, it was a yeah, far sh- different than the number that you speculated with me. Well, I know more than she knows, okay, about my sex life. <laughs> anyway. What were we saying? I think that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. That was good. Uh, we'll answer more of your questions next week. We have tons of questions on here when, when Dean is back. Maybe. We'll see if he's back. Uh <laughs> We'll find out next next week. I'll take his check. No, 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 no. He's still, you know, he's got to pay for the van. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much uh, to Lauren Francis for joining us on the podcast. Again, make sure you go to laurenfrancis.com to check out more from her. Uh, Becky Easton, thank you so much uh, for helping me and Ashley answer some of these questions. It was very entertaining, very funny. You guys are the best. Uh, and uh, that will do it. Of course, thank you uh, all of you, Suck Army, for for asking us questions, for emailing us in uh, your questions. You guys are the best. We love you so much. Uh, please keep emailing us. Follow us on Help I Suck a Dating Instagram. And then make sure you tune in next week where hopefully we all suck just a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.